Hey, JT. Hey, Jeremy. Can I ask you a question? Yeah, buddy, what's up? Do you want to watch this movie? It's way back from the 80s. I never watch it anymore. Not since I had cable TV. I might have really liked it, but maybe not. I guess we'll just have to see. Would you want to watch this movie? I can't promise it's a good movie. Let's proceed. May 3rd, 1985. Starring Anthony Edwards of uh, ER fame. Linda Fiorentino from Men in Black, Dogma, and a lot of the 80s. An actor, and we're going to take a second with this, named Nick Corey, but also named, I'm going to pronounce this wrong because the letters are J-S-U, Su, Hushu, Jizu, which is apparently some takeoff of Jesus. I'm not, I don't know, I should have researched this one more. Uh, So anyhow, Nick Corey, a.k.a. Jesus Garcia, and uh, (laughs) Alex Rocco, who you might know as Mo Green from The Godfather, but I grew up knowing him as uh, Joe's dad on The Facts of Life. Got so, it. Yeah. Now, you know how crazy the 80s were, JT? I do. Yeah. We had a game called Assassin. Some called it Killer. Have you ever heard of such a game? Uh, not unless it's Assassin's Creed on PS2, 3, and 4. So we don't go on. No. What would happen is you'd, you'd get a, a group of friends together and everybody would have someone's name and you would use... Uh, in the real game, a dart gun, and you basically try to sh- get your friend with a dart for real. Like you'd run around a, a given area, maybe a campus, whatever, and shoot your friends. And okay. if you saw, so if I had to get you, JT, and I successfully got you, I would then get your target. And so whoever's last wins the game. It was called Assassin. We people, pl- I actually never played it because I was too young for it, but people played it everywhere with guns and shooting and, and like nobody cared. Okay. So again, just to give you more of those 80s snapshots on life, like this was fine. Uh, actually, apparently until 2008, when at the University of Nebraska, there was a complaint about someone with a Nerf gun and that sort of, you know, the 2000s has been, this is much, much less on point kind of game. Yeah. Anyhow, uh, it's sort of like a live, you've heard of a LARP, a live action role-playing game. It's sort of like a LARP assassination game. And basically in the 80s, someone said, let's make a movie of that. So... The movie starts with a young Dr. Green in college chasing someone across campus with a gun. This kid's chucking and jiving and has good moves, but Edwards, you know, outflanks him or something. I I believe he like comes out from behind another corner just when the kid thinks it's safe and shoots him. Now, you at this point in the movie don't realize that this is not a real gun. This is not like a good guy, bad guy. They're playing, you know, LARP assassination with, uh, with paintball guns. Uh, they have very convincing-looking handguns that actually shoot paintballs. Which, by the way, if those existed, we would all have them. Like they're so, like they look so much fun. Like they're small and like anyhow. So uh, it turns out that the assassin game is big on the campus where they play, and Anthony Edwards is one of the best at it. And after killing this guy, he goes back to his apartment or dorm, or we meet his, I think, roommate could just be friend whose name is Manolo. And and by the way. For whatever reason, when I said gotcha, I immediately wrote down Manola because I knew that was this character's name. Like that was just, or Manolo. I think Manolo. I think Manola. Manola, 
No, Manolo. That's what I wrote down. I'm changing it now, but it was Manolo. Here's where now it gets a little bit fuzzy in this little early because some basic plot device, like either your mistaken identity, man with one red shoe type of moment, pushes <laughs> Edwards into this like real life chase thriller thingy. Uh, Manolo's there to help for some reason. Uh, Linda Fiorentino is here for some reason. I can't quite remember if she was like a spy, agent, cop, or even the bad on the bad guys team. Uh, I'm pretty sure it starts with her in like some kind of like a handler role, like she's in charge of something. And then of course, you know, they fall in love and smooch and all that. But I don't know if that's like much later or early in the movie. I don't know, but I am sure that it happens. Uh, And I'm like, I think it starts out, she's conning him, but then also actually falls in love. One of those, Ah. one of those little tropes. Again, those, some of those nuances I don't remember, but we have our fish out of water meeting a mistaken identity and, or saw something I shouldn't have. And now I must be killed for it type of moment. Mm -hmm. And so Edwards is running about trying to avoid capture slash death, all that good stuff. Maybe he's trying to find out who the real bad guy is in like a fugitive ish kind of way, or maybe he's just fighting for his life. That part I don't quite remember. But I do believe they go to Paris for part of it. It really feels like they go to Paris. I, I like I've got a vivid Paris connection, and maybe that's where he actually meets Linda Fiorentino. Uh, you know. Anyhow, typical. Just picture at this point, typical action thriller and a couple of chase scenes and all that. But I do remember one scene like super vividly, and maybe this is why I remember Manolo. So Anthony Edwards is being chased. I'm I'm very confident this is like in the last last act of the movie because. Uh, because like he's trying to outfox the bad guy, you know, like he's he's he he's got his little plan which the audience doesn't know about, so we're watching it, and oh, he's he's outfoxing people. So there's this one scene. It happens in like, do you know what the L.A. Arroyos look like? The uh, the yeah. water, like in T two. Yep. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's in L.A. By the way, you could also tell me it was actually just under an underpass, and I'd be okay with that. But I think it's the L.A. Arroyos, <laughs> and. It's one of those cool scenes where Edwards is being chased by the bad guy's car, but the, but but a car comes out of nowhere in between them and like cuts off the bad guy from being able to successfully chase down uh, Anthony Edwards. Anyhow, the car comes in front, then another car comes behind, then there's cars on the side, and everybody gets out of their cars. And that's Manolo and his buddies, because Manolo, you don't know, you know, you don't know his past, but you know he might be a bit of a, a ruffian and/or hooligan, maybe a little okay. both. But he gets out of the cars, all these other, and they're wearing like sunglasses and they, I think have bandanas and like ripped jean jackets. So we know these are tough guys. Uh, so by the way, I'm going to say that at this point, the bad guys here could actually have been the cops trying to save Anthony Edwards. I might have some of that. Either way, I know there's a cutoff scene because Anthony Edwards is holding, like there are, there's lots of guns and people pointing and pointing sticks and whatnot. And so uh, Manolo, Nick, you know, Jesus, uh, has this line. The, the, the guys come out of the bad guy's car and they flash a badge. Okay. And Manolo looks at his buddies like, badges, badges. We don't need no stinking badges. And I got to say, until my early 20s, I, I remember being blown away by how cool a line that was. I'm like, this movie gotcha. It's got everything. That is until I actually discovered the lines from The Treasure of Sierra Madre. Right. But, you know, 12-year-old me didn't know that. I had never watched, you know, was that Lee Van Cleef? I've never, I've never saw, I hadn't seen, it is Lee Van Cleef, right? I'm pretty sure. So. Yeah. By the way, great movie. Anyhow, 
So now you've got your typical wrap-up the action thriller, but in the final scene, and I am going to spoil the movie for you here, JT, because I know you don't care uh, about such things, right? Accurate. True. So if you, if you, but if you really don't want the ending of Gotcha from 1985 spoiled, uh, don't listen to the next like 30 seconds. Push that little skippy button. So uh, Edwards is being trapped by the bad guy. It looks like our time is out and he gets shot. But then it's quickly revealed somebody else shot him. It was actually the kid chasing him from Assassin. Edwards uses this distraction, grabs a dart gun, shoots the actual bad guy with like a dart stun gun or something. So he's not like a killer. Gets the girl and scene. Would you watch it? Wow. Big twist at the end there. Then it's like right back to where we started. There you go. Absolutely. We'll never watch this movie. <laughs> oh, but it's fun. It's got like a 38 on Metacritic. I forgot to say that at the beginning, but it's a 38. <laughs> it's got a feisty 38 on Metacritic. So I watched the trailer. Here's what I wrote down. Dr. Mark Green is a misogynist and very bad with women until he meets a spy woman, I think in France, probably. She might not actually be a spy. Bad guys now think he is a spy, though, because she's a spy, maybe. Anyway, uh, they all have to run around now, and I think are chasing him because he's a spy, maybe. He's probably not actually a spy, but he may actually turn into a spy. It seems like these two really like each other. I think he's probably going to be better and not as like gross with women by the end of this. They probably wind up together. Uh, that's as far as I can get. Yeah, that sounds about right. Okay. So yeah. France was definitely a thing. Manolo okay. is correct. It definitely is Manolo. Nice. By the way, same kid who played the guy in Wildcats, which I don't think you've seen yet, and was uh, was in he, he was in a few other movies too of interest. He was uh, on Night- Nightmare on Elm Street, wasn't he? That's right. He was the I think he was the lead in Nightmare on Elm Street. He was because when I saw him, he only has like two seconds of screen time in the actual trailer. But I was like, hey, that's the kid from Nightmare on Elm Street. <laughs> what? By the way, what's funny is the director of this also directed Revenge of the Nerds with Anthony Edwards, so they clearly oh, had the thing going. Did Troop Beverly Hills in the late '80s, then Vi Warshawski, and basically nothing else. Okay, that is a odd but interesting resume. So I guess my my big questions here. So the first one is, uh, so you didn't really bring up the whole Dr. Mark Green is a misogynist. Was that was that not a thing? Because like he gets slapped by a woman in France, definitely in the trailer. It looks like a lot of this is about him trying to find love. And then he finally finds love with the spy lady who, by the way, for no apparent reason in the trailer goes, I like virgins. And it was like, okay. Well, the spy lady definitely seduces him. I'm sure okay. of that. On the misogynistic part, honestly, again, you're dealing with childhood me where who knows who's slapping who for what. And right, fair enough. I didn't really know what a virgin was, you know? It's like, <laughs> it was just, I, I, I don't know. I, was he bad with women? I don't recall. I don't think I recall dating scenes. It could have been that the very first uh, action sequence, maybe it starts with him on a date and then some dude tries to shoot him and then it goes off into a chase scene or something. And then he never goes back to the girl. Could have been like that. That's landing. I think it might be something like that. Yeah. And then the spy lady was Russian. Yes? No? Do you remember that? Well, again, it's Linda Fiorentino. So I I don't want to judge, but by that last name, I would assume she would be Italian. (laughs) Yes. Fair enough. (laughs) Okay. It was an undiscernible accent is all I'm going to say in the trailer. (laughs) 
I think she plays a bit because I don't. Oh, oh, yes. She plays. She has an accent. Oh, okay. She has an accent. And then there's a moment where the accent goes away. And that's where that's the big reveal. Like she was playing him. And then then like fronts the whole thing. It's like, no, actually, I'm this, this and this. You're a danger. Come with me. One of those kind of things. Oh, yes. She starts off as this mysterious spy. And then it turns out she's like from Chicago or something. That's a whole thing. Ah. There's a whole confrontation with that. That might be why he gets slapped. Maybe he insults her back or something. And I don't recall a slap, to be honest. But I, but now that you said that, I definitely remember she's Russian for like a third of the movie. And then <laughs> okay. slips back to English for the rest. I mean, terrible Russian accent. But it's the 80s, so you're allowed. It was brutal. But it was also a very 80s accent. Uh, so my only other eight questions. Uh, do you remember the theme song to this? All I'm thinking of right now is the show me the smile that cares from growing pains. So <laughs> no. So it, it has one of those great eighties things where they made a whole song where they just go, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha. Just for the whole trailer. It's really horrible. I think, I think you're going to need to leave that in the, in the email. Like that's gonna We need a link to that. <laughs> sure. No problem. Uh, then last two questions. One, uh, this or man with the red shoe, which is a better spy caper? Ooh, I think this. I, Ooh, I okay. think. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I th- if I if, was Man with Wonder, she wasn't like a fifteen on Metacritic. Uh, it was I mean, also horrendous. I think it was. The, I think they're both in the thirties. What What about the double feature? Ooh, okay. So I would say this: if I had to pick one to watch. I would watch Man with Wonder Shoe first, mostly to see how bad it is and how colored my memories were. And if I had to say which one do I think would be more fun to watch, I think this one would be more fun to watch. Okay, fair enough. And then as we always do, we will end with, on a scale from Krull to Trading Places, where is Gotcha? It's mm, a good scale. Um... Well, I mean, I guess it's it sort of is a man with one red shoe would be my answer. Uh, I mean, maybe it's maybe maybe it's all the way up to. Is it Xanadu? No, no, no. It's definitely it's definitely above a Xanadu. I'd say it's almost a splash. Wow. Okay. Yeah, but that's also because Splash is actually one of those nostalgia movies that's not very good. Like. Fair enough, but hey, listen, you know what? It's still, it's higher than I thought it was. All right, so what are my options for next week, Jer? Uh, I've brought one back that I've asked you about before and a new one for you. I don't know if you've seen this, so we'll go with the one you have not mentioned before. It is called They Live. I have no idea what that is. (laughs) The other one is called After Hours. Let's do They Live. All right. Because you started laughing <laughs> as you said they live, which makes me really want you to have to do that. Well, because as soon as I realize, as soon as you're fronting that you have never seen it or heard of it, it's it's gonna, it's just, it's a special kind of movie. Well, well, listen. As always, uh, this was fun. Uh, good luck with all of your capers over the weekend, my friend. And uh, next week, let's get into it. Gotcha. You still here? It's over. Go home. Go.